Up and at him in the morning. Live here. On the phone, up and at him in the morning correspondent, Alex Farrington. He was inside the courtroom for the verdicts yesterday. Alex, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for being up and at him, my man, as always. Good morning, Adam. It's always great to talk to you as well. And uh, what, yeah. a, what a day, huh? Yeah, I'm still still, uh, still trying to absorb everything. But yeah, it was a crazy deal all the way around. Was there a lottery to get into the courtroom? Was it tough to get in as an observer? Uh, you know, I've walked up not knowing much of anything. I, I had no idea even where the Salinas courthouse was until uh, a couple days ago. And... Uh, I walked up, had no idea where the courtroom was, figured out it was upstairs, got up there. There were a couple deputies walking towards me, and uh, they just advised me to check in um, at a desk right outside the courtroom. And uh, I walked right up and was able to get a badge without any issue. Um, you know, there was quite a significant media presence outside the courthouse, so I figured it would be bananas inside as well. But um, it was very, you know, what you'd expect of a, a court. House, I guess, just hushed and yeah. like a library or something. Uh, handful of people sitting outside, uh, some media, a couple people that I, I recognized locally. Dave Alley was there. Um, of course, Chris was there. And uh, you know, a few of our local local folks. Uh, Where are you sitting in comparison to like when Paul and Ruben come in? Where are you sitting compared to, like, the Smart family, to Chris? Like, how, do you have good vantage points on all these? Or are you on what side of the courtroom? Like, kind of lay out where you are, and then we can kind of get into what uh, it was like to get these verdicts live. Yeah, so uh walked in, and the courtroom was, I don't know, I, I guess probably could see about 60-ish people, maybe a, a few more. Um, but the, the Smart family was taken in first. Um, you know, they had uh, you know, Gandal and um, Sheriff Parkinson were, were with them. Um, and then the media was let in next. And uh, then the, the general public. And as far as I could tell, there were only three or four of us that were actually general public. Um, the, the left side of the courtroom was where the smart family sat. And uh, the right side was where the media and general public were at. So from my vantage point, I was kind of all the way against the right side towards the back. So I could see everyone and everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they had, um, the, the pool photographer was, was in the room, but other than that, no cameras, no cell phones. Uh, everyone was very respectful of, uh, the judge's orders about that. Right. And, uh, you know, lots of, lots of note taking, um, that I know and Dave Alley was there. Chris was there. Uh, Chloe Jones was in there. A uh, couple of ladies from Dateline were there. Uh, but not a huge media presence inside of the room itself. Uh, I didn't see what the overflow room was like, but a lot of the media folks were talking about going to the overflow room so that they could immediately get texts as soon as the verdict was read. Sure. Uh, text their editors, you know, make their social media posts, whatever they were going to be doing. Yeah. Well, so... Um Ruben comes in, uh, the jury's in there, and they're about to read this verdict. What's the uh, the moment like, and then when they finally read it, what's going on in the room? So, definitely an electric feel in the atmosphere. I think uh, everybody's heart was beating pretty quickly. Um, you know, I was just two rows back, I believe, from, from Ruben. And, uh, 
you know, they, they read Paul's verdict first. And as the jury came in, you know, they, they were pretty good about not really making eye contact with anybody. Um, so even until the moment uh, that the, the judge asked if they had reached a verdict, you know, they, they, they just kept it really, really professional. Um, the judge took the verdict forms, looked at them, handed them off to the clerk, and as the clerk read it, you know, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and in the moment as she's reading it, there was no reaction, you know, no gasps, no sighs, no slumped shoulders, no, you know, bigger fist pumps, nothing. It was a very, very low-key. I know people were super disappointed that it wasn't going to be televised or um, recorded. Right. But honestly, there was nothing to see. You could have looked at any picture taken throughout the trial, and that was about what it looked like. I heard there was some some crying after the, the verdict. Did you hear anything like that? Maybe from uh, the family? Yeah, there, there, there was definitely some emotion, but it was it was very controlled, I think, to the extent that people were able to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it just... I, I can't even imagine, um, you know, how things are feeling on, on the other side of that courtroom. I mean, as a lifelong Central Coast resident, you know, have certainly a degree of emotional investment in, in all of this. But, you know, everybody on the other side of that, that courtroom and uh, Chris on, on my side of the courtroom, just the the ringer that everybody in there had been through and the grace that they handled themselves with was just astounding and inspiring. So then you you get the, the first verdict. There's a little bit of emotion and then, what, do they take him out immediately? There's really not a lot of emotion from Paul, right? Do they take him out and then bring bring Ruben up or what? Yeah, and the, the judge told us there to be a recess, and um, Paul was taken out, and they went back to chambers to, to address the gag issue uh, motion. And I guess Paul ended up going all the way downstairs, so they didn't bring him back up. Um, as would normally be customary to make the ruling on the, the gag order motion. Mm -hmm. um, so he was he was gone. I don't know if he would have been there for uh, Ruben's verdict reading. It didn't sound like he would have been there either way, but uh, I think he left a little earlier than was expected. And then uh, you know, after the recess, they did the, the ruling on the gag order, then another brief recess, and then... Uh, it took them a, a minute to get Ruben's jury up to where they needed to be to, to come into the courtroom. Yeah, they were waiting and, for one. Uh, so then they read that. Was there any kind of reaction there? Did you see, what, what does Ruben do after he finds out he's not guilty? Uh, you know, I was I was really surprised. No, no real reaction from him either. Um, you know, there was like a stunned two or three seconds as the clerk said not guilty. And then just a furious flurry of activity uh, from the media folks writing notes and, uh, you know, heard a, uh, a couple of very, very quiet uh, expletives like, you know, holy smokes. Right, yeah, sure. Happened kind of thing. Um, but Were you surprised at the not guilty with Ruben? <sighs> I don't know if I was surprised. I, w I was hopeful. I mean, obviously... 
the jurors had an extraordinarily difficult job, um, both, both sets of juries. Um, you know, I think our justice system is set up. It, it sure ain't perfect, but I think it's, it's better than just about anything else out there. The no, that's a good point, sure. A, a, a huge burden, you know, to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. And I think that uh, Chris Pivrell and the, the entire DA's office did an astounding job with, with what they had. Did you with. did you watch? But, uh, did you go outside and see Ruben's press conference afterwards, or what did you do right after you left? You know, I I walked out, and uh, as I was walking out, I was walking alongside Sheriff Parkinson and spoke to him very briefly, just thanked him for his you know, dogged determination to bring this case to where it you know could finally result in arrest and prosecution. And uh, you know, he gracious as ever, just. Amazing guy we've got as the uh, top cop in Slow County. Um, he's very gracious. He he stepped out, addressed the the media briefly, told them about the the briefing that had happened at four. And I I certainly didn't anticipate uh, Ruben making any statement at all. I don't know that I would have advised that had I been his his counsel. I mean, as a very extremely amateur legal mind, it seems like. I don't know that I, I would have advised that. You know, there's still the potential for civil. Yeah, I think he's. I think his attorney just probably got a little bit of it. His attorney was probably just feeling the adrenaline of getting the acquittal and was like, "Yeah, hey, you want to say something? Say you know whatever you want." But yeah, no, I, I get it too because he's kind of like he speaks like Yoda a little bit. He's not very. There's not a lot of like depth to his like the way he talks. So yeah, I don't think he does himself any favors when he talks, and I don't think a lot of people really believe him either. But um, inter- wow, fascinating stuff, man, Alex Farrington. Uh, up and Adam in the morning correspondent inside the courtroom as the verdict was read. And I bet that really, you know, ranks up there with some of the more like intense moments that you've, you know, witnessed and been a part of, huh? Yeah, it really was. And I mean, definitely, again, it just reinforced how amazing the smart family is and, you know, continue to pray for all of them. And, uh, you know, just the spring that they've been through, there's, some degree of closure and knowing that Paul has finally been held to account for this. Obviously they still won't have Kristen and continue to pray that uh, they, they will get Kristen. And you know, I was really hoping that had it been uh, double conviction, that there would maybe be some bargaining legal maneuvering to influence sentencing or, you know, place of incarceration or something to, to give them more incentive to, to finally open up about all this, but yeah. just continue to pray that they they get her back and um, just a uh, sad, sad, sad deal all the way around yeah. that uh, that this even became an issue and that they didn't do the right thing in 26 years ago. Right, Alex Farrington, he's our up and Adam of the morning correspondent. He was inside the courtroom for the verdict. Alex, as always, thanks for taking the time in your busy life to chime in, call in, and report back what you saw. Thanks for being there, my man, and I appreciate you more than you know. Of course, Adam. Thank you for all that you're doing. Stay tight. Stay tight. You're up and Adam in the morning. Up and Adam in the morning. With Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5, the perfect blend.